The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Hey, welcome to Friday, Chadville. Hope you're having a great it's, uh, one. It's Thursday. Did I do that again? You did. This time you added a day. You went ahead last time. Yesterday. yesterday. You made it Tuesday. Uh, it's it's Thursday. <laughs> hey, Chadville. Welcome to Thursday. Hope you're having a great day. It's a beautiful day out there. It's absolutely uh, gorgeous outside. Mm. I think it's 14 degrees right now, and it's going to be a great Friday. weekend as well. So it's not here yet, though, just so you know. But that's fine. You know what today is, Jaylen and I? What? It's another Fit After 40 segment with our good friend Grant Fedora. Yeah, we're going to be talking about lower back injuries, which I think we might all have. Well, I know that, uh, yeah, never mind. I have it. <laughs> From carrying the show. <laughs> My back hurts again. <laughs> uh, always a good conversation. Of course, you'll be able to uh, phone in and text in your uh, questions for Grant. He loves to take them. So right now I'll tell you the number to call when he's here is 496-0063 or text us at 630-630. There you go. You all right? It's been a day. We both have had uh, a bit of a um, roller coaster morning, let's say. A little bit. What was yours? Well. You were chased by wildlife. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> was out uh, with uh, Bo Breeze this morning on a, a new... Do you very... only take the one dog on the walk? Yeah, because Willow can't walk that okay. far anymore and she because it hurts her back end too much. Mm. So we'll take her to the mailbox and kind of back, but not for like a 30 or 40 or an hour long walk right. like we do with Bo. So Bo Breeze is on his new long, really long leash. It's about 30 foot long leash that you can wrap up and pull back. And there's a farmer's field right over by where we live. And so around the edge, it's all been cut down. He hasn't, uh, the farmer hasn't finished uh, taking the rest of the straw for whatever it is. So we walk right along the tree line. But this after, this morning, um, the sun was coming right across the field. Yeah, just, from your pictures, it just, looked really it was, early. Yeah, it was, it was what early. What time was it? Well, it was eight. Well, that's ridiculous, yeah. but okay. And uh, this, it was coming across, and there's a big pack, a big stack of hay there. Anyway, I wanted a picture of the dog. So I got the dog sitting there and took a picture, and then as we're starting to c- c- continue on our walk, I see something moving through the straw. Mm. Or whatever it is, hay, straw, whatever it is. Sorry, farmers, <laughs> don't know. Um, and and so I kind of, I, I turned to Bo and I said, okay, Bo, come on, let's move up. I tightened up the, the lead and got him moved over a little bit. Uh, we kept walking, kept walking. And this thing, which at this point looked to me like the size of a wolf. Of course, it wasn't mm-hmm. the size of the yeah. wolf, but it, 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 size of a wolf. But in my mind, at this point, sure. it was could be Sasquatch. It could have been. Yeah. I didn't know what it was. No, yeah. I know exactly what it was. It was a really big coyote, by the looks of it. Um, but it stopped. So and you so saw we, it. So oh yeah, we saw it. Okay. And it was coming through, and it stopped. And so we kept on walking. But then it started to very slowly start moving again towards us. I'm like, okay, Bo, come on, you know, it's time to haul butt and get out of here. Uh, we start doing um, a, a jog because, mm-hmm. I, let, let's be real, I don't run fast. Right, okay. <laughs> Turned around, the thing is like like a fast, like a, a lope after us. Like really? It's, it, didn't, it didn't slow down. It now was I, coming I, towards us. I, I don't mean to criticize Bo, 
at this juncture? Bo hadn't even noticed it yet. Okay, so good to guard dog. Which is probably yep. which is probably a good thing because if Bo had noticed oh, it, yeah. he would have wanted to go say hi, would have wanted to do something with yeah. it. So instead, I turn around, this thing's kind of is you know running after us, not like full gate, but a Yeah. We have to like crash through this tree line. You have to be careful there because there's barbed wire in some some of those areas. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so we're running through there. Next thing you know, we turn around, the thing's still getting closer. I'm on the road now, and I scoop up Bo, and now I'm running. Big dog. Well, he's not. He's thirty five, forty pounds, right? Still. I scoop up Bo, and I'm running down Quadrant Street. <laughs> you know, running, try not to hurt anybody. Is Bo onto it at this point, no, or is he he's just, like, yeah, well, he's this, this is, is the one. best What's walk going, ever. What's going on? <laughs> and then my neighbor, the guy who lives behind me, is out walking one of his one of the neighborhood dogs. And Glenn says to me, he says, what's going on? I said, there's something chasing her, following us in there. Anyway, just my heart was was racing. I didn't have anything. If the coyote had gotten too close, I had nothing to swat it off with, hmm. right? Now, a number of people saying it wouldn't have gotten that close, but I'm like, it was chugging towards us at a pretty good pace, and now I'd, I learned a lesson about making sure that I have something with me. And well, what's the lesson? What uh, are you going to have with probably you? Probably just carry, have a stick with me or something like that hmm. and make myself a big... A big stick. I, I would and go with an air big. horn on that bad boy. An air horn? Mm. Just make a noise. Scare him off. Yeah, well, there's, someone said make yourself really big and scare and, and make loud noises. Yeah, it's a possibility, I suppose. I'm, I'm not really familiar with how to deal with uh, coyotes, but I will tell you this, that every time you say make a big, make yourself big and show me, uh, and I know our <laughs> listeners can't see it, I'm like, are you hoping to have it roll over and laugh? <laughs> or are you actually hoping to scare it away? Uh, it Did you tell not... it who you were? That? <laughs> Do you know who I am? That's what I would have started with. It was, uh, it was just one of those moments. And, you know, there's lots of coyotes out by where we live. There's, yeah, as you know, you see them mm-hmm. around the Edmonton a lot. There's a lot out by by us. But I've never had one kind of follow us before. They've been on my front lawn, but not following us. It was it was just a lot, little off-putting. So did did Bo like, oh. at any point attempt to protect you? Bo didn't even see Still the not, darn eh? thing. He's okay. a bird dog, not a coyote dog. Still. He's got <laughs> no, two I think, eyes. I think I, I moved him out pretty fast. <laughs> really? Anyway, so that was just, it was just this adrenaline rush. And then I kind of scared, I scared myself. And I'm, I'm probably, I'm not sure if there was any reason to be scared. Probably, if it wasn't a coyote. <laughs> I don't think there's wolves well, I'm, I'm sure it was. out here. No, coyotes. <laughs> it's a coyote. <laughs> a year from now, when you tell this story, it'll be a grizzly. I'm pretty sure it was a grizzly. <laughs> It was up on its hind legs. Anyway, it just kind of freaked me oh, out a little bit freaky. because I was just a little worried about uh, about yeah. uh, the dog. Well, right? you never know what your how your dog's going to react, right? I mean, Jack Especially got attacked once by by a pit bull. Yeah, that he went over to show him his ball. I think. I've got a ball. Hey, was, look at this. Hey, look at a ball. And yeah. He had no interest in the ball. Well, that was the silly thing when Bo met Jake, who's my neighbor's neighborhood dog. Mm. There's a number of dogs that live behind us that are just kind of neighborhood dogs. They kind of float in between the yards. Mm. And so Glenn was walking Jake and uh, yeah, Bo goes up to him and huh. and Glenn's like, here Bo, would you like a treat? And Bo's just like not having anything to do with really? it. Wow. And uh, Glenn says, I've never seen Bo like this. And I'm like, yeah, you don't live with him. So there you go. Yeah, that's an odd thing. Dogs, you never know how animals in general are going to exactly. react to their environment, right? And, and you're right. Like, I've, Jack never 
heard a flea mm-hmm. and wouldn't, uh, but he did not, and I'm sure I've said this on the show before, he didn't like men in cowboy hats. That's right. It was Something the weirdest happened, thing. Yeah. And it could be the same guy who he'd seen and met, like Kevin. Yeah. Uh, you know, a hundred times, no problem. Kevin puts on a cowboy hat, boom, Jack, like growls and shows well, his teeth. I, yeah, I think I did the same thing to Kevin in Jama- in, uh, in yeah, oh, yeah. one year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do remember that, actually. <laughs> hey, and, and you, was it was roller coaster, you know, just emotion. Yeah. You, had, you spoke at the food bank today, didn't I, you? I did. I got asked to do this quite some time ago, and I agreed. And this was the show that I said I would do when I got mm. it confused with the breakfast mm-hmm. one that I did a couple of weeks ago or a week ago. Uh, but yeah, I was speaking at their annual Harvest Luncheon. It's a fundraiser. Um for the Edmonton Food Bank. But the reason they had asked me was not... uh, Generally speaking, they ask, uh, you know, business leaders or community Mm -hmm. advocates or somebody like that to talk about the need or what the issue is. The reason they asked me um, was because they wanted me to entertain, but they also wanted me to to just say that uh, in my lifetime, I've been a client of the food bank. So I told that story. And honestly, I haven't told it in a long, long time. And... um, it was emotionally draining. Yeah, it, it takes you back there. It does I remember when we talked about it once? Place, yeah. yeah, it takes you back to a place where it was tough. Yeah, and uh, and you look at it where it is where it is now. But I remember us talking about I think probably only once before yes. on, on the on the show, and even at that point, yeah, um, that stuff is tough to heart. Is is challenging to to relive at times. It, it is. Uh, you know, just yeah. walking into the food bank. Yeah, I, I realized I'd not been, been at the food bank in uh, since that day. And uh, so it just felt, uh, I don't know, it was just emotionally sort of, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but it, it, it was kind of um, emotional relief, if, if I can put it that freeing. way. Yeah, it was kind of like to get it out there and just to thank the food bank, which I never had an opportunity to do before, so I thanked them. Um, they, of course, wouldn't have remembered me from all those years ago, um, but it was a lifetime ago. It was a different life and, a you know, it, so it sort of all brought it back for a little bit and then... Uh, and then I got in the car and lit up a smoke and drove over to Chorus and thought, I, it, you know, when I got here today, it was just, man, I had, I had for, that just brought it back like it happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it brought back all the panic and fear that I had at the time and the yeah. hopelessness and just, you know, how am I ever going to get out of this? And uh, here we are today, right? Well, you just think, Ugh. it's it's an important reminder. Because we just had Marjorie Benz from the food bank on Monday or Friday of last week. <laughs> I don't count on my days these days. Huh? Yeah, They're a little no all kidding. over the place. Um, but you know, talking about uh, talking about it and the number of the, the number of users and the people who are using the food bank, because I, I I do believe that for for some folks out there, there is just this belief that um, you know the it's it's the homeless, it's just the downtrodden, it's it's people with no education, it's people. Right. Who can't hold a job, that People sort of stuff. People taking advantage of the taking system. Taking advantage yeah. of the system that are, that are using the food bank when, in fact, it is, as many of us know, can be, we, we, we can all, a lot of us can be one paycheck away from needing Absolutely. Uh, the, the food bank or maybe you've you have lost your job and you haven't been able to find something uh, for some time. Maybe you've had a, a medical incident, whatever it is. There's yep. a number of reasons why people turn to the food bank. Uh, so talking about it like you did today is important in breaking da- down, breaking yeah, and I, we use the word sting, stigma a lot, right. I know, these days. But it is important to know, so, say, hey, you know, I've been there once before, right. and, and it's okay. And and don't be ashamed to use it if, oh, you, if know you need it. Jay, all of that is absolutely true. But to be honest with you, one of the things that sort of sent me into a bit of a, a spin as I left mm. is uh, guilt. And, uh, 
this is just odd to say, but you know, it's a very it's a day of honesty today for me. So, um, I felt guilty that my story wasn't harsh enough. I, I felt like to get up there and to say that this is what happened to me, and the food bank was here for me those twenty five years ago, and uh, I felt like I almost felt not ashamed that I had used the food bank, but uh, guilty that I know even in that room that I'm talking to, there's much tougher stories. And knowing that there's much tougher stories out there right now, that mine didn't feel like it was significant enough, but it was what they asked me to, they asked me to tell the story and I told the story. You can't, you can't compare your tough times to someone else's tough times in, in that case. Uh, you just can't because yeah. um, someone's tough times might be a couple of weeks. Sometimes it might be a couple of years. Um, but but good on you for getting up yeah, there well. and doing it. Sometimes it's tough peeling back the layers when uh, oftentimes you try to keep those very, very tight. We try to keep those, um, those um, what, what we may see as... Um, warts and all mm, we try yes, to keep them, them covered when really it's it's not it's made it's made anybody who's gone through something like this or any difficulty it, it's made them well, a stronger right. better person it doesn't kill you makes, makes you stronger, stronger. <laughs> absolutely oh, exactly all right let's do, wanna, do this yeah. You know, we've talked about this. Of course, it was in our news back when it was first announced. The Greyhound uh, will be wrapping up its Western Canadian service at the end of October. Well, here we are coming up on the end of October. So this is going to start to impact small communities particularly, but it'll impact a lot of you as well who like to travel from the major cities by Greyhound. So we said at the time, and I know we talked to uh, Red Arrow and, uh, you know, others said that uh, they had hoped... Uh, or plan to step up and uh, take over some of those routes. So it looks the Rider Express, if you're from Rider Express, if you're from Saskatchewan, you would know them. That's why I think they're called Rider Express. Uh, they've stepped up. It's uh, R-Y, isn't it, though? Uh, no, I think it's R-I. Is it? Yeah. Um, they're going to be offering service, and it's going to start October 29th, which is two days before the Greyhound service <laughs> <is> ends. R-I. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know what? You can still be an Ask fan and get on the bus. I think. I'm pretty sure. Um, they're going to start with some routes in an attempt to expand. I think they're adding six buses of 45 to 55 uh, passenger capacity. So you might want to check out their website if you have a trip planned or if you want to plan a trip and Greyhound was going to be the way to go. Uh, they're going to start, I think, by just going between uh, Winnipeg to Vancouver. They'll add Edmonton to Saskatoon, continuing on to Winnipeg. And if the opportunity in the business is there, they'll add more routes. They're hoping to eventually expand into Ontario. You know, yeah. And, and when we talked about this, this was uh, this was the the downside to it is uh, folks saying, hey, it's an opportunity for, for other businesses or new businesses mm-hmm. to start up, to expand, to do that. So we'll see what happens. I, I, I don't, I'm not familiar with uh, Ryder, no. frankly, but in listening to interviews and in reading what uh, the owner of the company has said, um, I, I'm left with the impression that he's, um, he's going to be a big company with a small company perspective, and I really like it. Uh, one of the questions asked was, well, what about all these small communities mm. along the route, along the way? And he said, well, if a passenger lets us know they want to get off, 
will uh, will try to accommodate. <laughs> I always love that. Do you remember even riding the city bus and saying, no, I need to be left yes. let off here, maybe whatever it was, and, yep. and you could get off there instead of going to the next stop. I like that. I, I did as well. Back when I was a kid, I used to take the bus from Halifax to Charlottetown, and the bus would take me by my house. Uh, but you had to go downtown. That's where mm. the depot was. And one day, somebody else just got up and said, oh, I'll get off here if you don't mind. He's like, yep, no problem. I thought, man, what have I been walking all these years for? They're happy to stop. I like that sort of small business mentality yeah. that we don't have to rigidly adhere to the uh, rules, right? Yeah. I, I, I've been on the bus, the Greyhound, once. Uh, <laughs> it was the Greyhound between Thunder Bay and Sault Ste. Marie years and years ago, and it wasn't a great experience. Um it it just it was not a good experience. The yeah. guy beside me was like showing me uh, all of his drugs they had in his pocket. They was you know look at this my ball of hash and he was, the guy beside me was eating sardines out of a can. I was like come on dudes right really like, eh? yeah it was just it just wasn't uh, it wasn't a good experience. I know things have changed yeah. and and all that, but I I remember that I'm thinking we got we we stopped in like what Terrace Bay or Nipigon or something I'm like this is going to be the longest ten hours of my life. <laughs> Do you know I took a bus uh, and I didn't uh, I rode the bus a lot out east yeah. In, in Ontario. Ontario, especially when I used to work out there, but here, not so much. But I once found myself in Cranbrook, B.C., needing to get back to Edmonton, <laughs> and uh, there was a wicked, wicked snowstorm, and it was awful. And I remember waiting for the bus in Cranbrook uh, to take it to Calgary, where you switched to go to Edmonton. And I remember thinking, oh, thank goodness, like, I'm not doing the driving. Like, this is as much driving as I do in bad weather. Mm-hmm, I'd rather have mm-hmm. an experienced bus driver do it. And the bus pulls up in Cranbrook, and the door opens, and the bus driver jumps off the bus and goes, man, it's dangerous out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what, really? No, thanks. And then, you know, the next, it was funny because I had put a bag together of, like, sandwiches, chocolate bars, some magazines to read. Like, I was like my you mom. Planned, yeah. I totally planned for this trip. And I thought, you know, I'll, I'll start with the sandwich and I'll have, you know, the chocolate bar when I get into Alberta. And, you know, and then when I get to Calgary, I'll be able to, you know. <laughs> And I got a, and I got a seat by myself and near the back, and I thought, oh, this is perfect. I'm going to be able to sleep, and mm. I really look forward to it. Got up to go to the bathroom, came back, bag's gone. Everything's gone. Yeah, and it's like, how can that be? Like, it has to be somebody on the bus. Like, we're actually moving. Yeah, someone snitched your stuff. Right, so I, and, and no one was around me, so yeah. somebody had to walk back, grab the bag, and go sit down again. Yeah. I spent the rest of the trip. Starving. Yeah, no, trying to figure... No, I was fine. <laughs> trying to figure out who stole my stuff. I kept waiting to hear the crinkle of paper. I didn't Buster. sleep at all. Yeah. And then I didn't even know, what well, do you do? It was... It, it, people who... And people who've been on the bus for a while, people who travel it regularly, there, there's 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 tricks to the trade, right? You know, as yeah. you get on there or you stop at a new new place, you you pretend you're asleep and you spread out a little bit so <laughs> someone won't sit yeah. beside you. Right, the bag in the passenger right? side. Yeah, yeah, so come, you know, halfway through, once you get to Maryland, Marathon or Wawa, everyone's doing this yeah, now. Yeah, there's for no, sure. There's no seats for anyone from Wawa. Forget about it. That's why I always liked Red <laughs> Arrow. To the goose. Because they had the deuce and then the single seat. Yeah. So if you were single, just take one of the single oh. seats. And then you don't have to worry about your bag. By the way, very funny text. Um, Esks fans are pretty used to jumping on and off buses, aren't they? Yeah, so are Oilers fans <laughs> too, apparently. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, there is an Oilers game tonight, by the mm-hmm. way, uh, taking on uh, Washington Capitals. Washington Capitals. Stanley Cup champions. Oh, that's right. Mm, the o- City Ford Faceoff Show at 5.30. The puck drop Ovechkin? at 7. Ovechkin, yeah. And there were still a few tickets left yesterday that's, if oh, you wanted there? to go. So you might want to see uh, if there's still a few available. Uh, okay. We have a, an interesting interview coming up right after this. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.